Sorry, for those that don't know who the hell you are, can you please explain? They should know who we are because we've done an Instagram Live before, but unfortunately Ah. um, it was taken down. That was the uh, famous Friday afternoon where all of Facebook servers went down. So the great chat we had with Sarah as well, who I think is currently uh, listening to this. Yes. uh, The great chat we had um, disappeared. We didn't take it personally, but I was in Nottingham at the time panicking about, is this just my phone not working? I was doing the same. Um, I actually threw the router against the wall, which probably didn't help. And then I tried to WhatsApp you, and at that point I realised that, you know, it was gone, and we would have to do it again at some point. At some point we will have our third Amigo here as well. We will. um, For that. But, no, so my role is uh, marketing director here at Iris, and I also run uh, my own digital marketing agency as well. So I kind of dual role, uh, which has been great over the last year. We've uh, we've had a lot of fun, um, but it is very good to be back in the office as we can, well, we can see here. Yeah. Uh, to be back in the office, actually be together and to do these things face to face. Because I think last time we were all in three different places trying to cobble it together on mobile phones. So this is a bit of a nicer and more relaxing format for a chat. It is. It feels more like a chat rather than we are now having some formal discussion in three little boxes on a phone screen. If you also remember, there was an issue. I didn't have the right app on my phone initially, so you had to lecture me about that, and I had to sort that out at the start of it. So this lecture, would be much you make it sound so Well, so this, this would be a lot smoother for us. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it, there's a lot coming up as well. So we have a lot to cover off, I think, today. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to give too much away. That's the other thing as well. Yeah, we're kind um, of, we're a bit... Naughty in that way, we do like a lot of teasing of stuff that's coming soon. Um, some people get a little bit annoyed with us about that, but we're going to keep doing that. We're going to tease a little bit more today. Um, for those of you that are joining the IGTV live, welcome. You're, you get to see the back of my head for a while, but mm. for those of you joining... And, on al- the, and also your notes and as my well, notes. so they, they can see, see what, what's actually running up. No, you can't see those. too fuzzy. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, you work... You're our marketing director, but you also run your own agency. And uh, we go way back. We've worked together for many years. And uh, it's always a pleasure uh, when you come into town as well to get the energy going. And I think that's probably the the place to start. The last year has been massively disruptive, I think, in particular on the creative side. Because I think certain roles and people in the team you know they work better heads down and in their zone in flow i think that's the funny thing about flow it depends on what you're trying to spark on and on the marketing creative side the flow comes when you have the energy of people all together yeah it's been a lot it's been a lot tougher so i mean if i if i talk across both sides so iris and diversity the agency side as well um in the last year i mean from our perspective we said at the start of lockdown See you in a couple of weeks, take laptops, head home, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. And yeah. some people I haven't seen yet, you know, and, and I won't be seeing for an, and another couple of weeks, assuming the stage gates open up in the right order. And even then we'll phase people back in gradually. And functionally for some roles, you know, some, some especially development tasks and things like that, people kind of getting their head down and, and cracking on with that. But then when you think the creative tasks, you know, trying to do some video production, um, and trying to uh, speak to people about work in progress on creative and just getting together and bouncing ideas off each other. You know, I think when we look at kind of digital communications, we've all been forced to adopt them much quicker, which is great, but it's really hard to do the whiteboard sessions, which everybody in the team here knows we love. You know, and actually, but that's the bit where it pulls people together and you get people's understanding of 
have they grasped what we're talking about and they then bounce off in a slightly different direction. It's really hard to get that, I think, digitally, yes. um, is to get that interactivity between ideas and see how they spark and grow out from there. So, you know, from our team's perspective, um, both here and, let's say, back, back at Diversity, very much looking forward to getting back to the office more and spending more time together, but also getting that balance because over the last year, people have got used to maybe not commuting as much and getting that valuable family time back. And it is about getting the right balance between the two where you can perform the role, you can have those creative moments, you can then kind of work in great collaboration as a team, but also then still enjoy the, the benefits that come from maybe not, you know, and, and because we're based up in Nottingham, a lot of people driving out, not having an hour in the car sat on the motorway. You know, no one really benefits from that. You know, and on a Friday evening, you don't want to spend an hour waiting to start the weekend with your loved ones. You know, you want to be there. So I think it is about finding that that fine balance between the two. Um, but creativity and certainly the exciting thing for us, there's a lot happening with the Irish brand. Um, we've been doing a lot of work on it. There's still a lot to do as well because we've got a huge story to tell in many different places. We've been doing a lot of the brand work and actually the times we've had together have really accelerated those moments and we've had some real kind of light bulb moments, you know, as a team where we go, actually, that's how we crystallise that, that's how we describe it, that's how it should look, you know, and it's often about seeing the things you don't like as well as things you do like. So that process, I think, with the team here and also the wider team, you know, because it's not just a marketing and creative function thing to do here at Iris, actually getting everybody's perspective on our brand, how we should be talking about it, whether you are coming from a technical mindset, whether you come from a commercial mindset, uh, who's just been talking to one of our potential partners about how they view it, all of that side, just getting people together has been, been fantastic. You know, we had a company day, what was it, last week, the week before? Um, Socially distance. Of course, yeah. But, you know, just being <laughs> together is, you know, has been hugely valuable to us. Yeah, so. I think it's those sparking moments where you have an idea and it's, you know, you go, guys, you've got five minutes. Let's gather around. Yeah. Let's talk about this and just lay down what we think about this idea, kill it off immediately, let it kind of flow a little bit. Whereas when you're all out in disparate locations, you've got to send an email, write a Slack message, send a WhatsApp, or oh, we didn't include that person, loop them into it. Have you got half an hour later to talk about X? And then invariably and you, you lose, lose the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, do, you lose the moment. You lose those water cooler moments where you just bump into someone in the kitchen, you actually find out what they're doing that may not be related to the function of your job and what you're doing, but your understanding then of the wider group um, is really important for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh... the other thing actually is that I find as well on some of the, the uh, digital calls that we do, a lot of people look down because <laughs> the phone goes off and then and then you lose you lose the attention there. Whereas actually when you're face to face, you don't do that. That's that you just have habitually. I know you're looking down at your phone because we're on this, but you wouldn't just be having a conversation with me and then totally zone me out and not retain eye contact and things like that. Yes. Whereas on the digital comms, you see a lot more of that. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a habit that generally everybody, you know, not Irish, but everybody out there needs to get uh, less attached to their phone. I guess it's the Octavia was talking, so we recorded the the Irish pod with Octavia. Um, she's going to be doing for everybody watching a takeover on Monday as part of our first um, in a series of things that we're doing next week because it's Mental Health Awareness Week, something we really feel passionate about and want to support. Um, the uh, the idea that the lockdown was 
hard to navigate, but also came with a bit of a reconnection to our families, to having a bit of downtime, taking a walk more regularly. But I wonder, I always see that stat that pops up. It's annoyingly on a Monday morning, my iPhone kindly tells me, your screen time, time last week was an average of... It's great. That's quite hours. a scary statistic on a lot it's of crazy. occasions as well. Yeah, and the thing is, because we have so many different platforms to communicate on, there's always something popping off trying to grab your attention. Obviously, everything designed from a phone perspective is designed to grab your attention, you know, and those those little red notification things are there to to grab your attention. So sometimes just being in the moment, and this is why this is nice at the moment, we, uh, we've not got our laptops, we're just having a chat, we've both got notepads, you know, with a few things so scribbled down. You have a pen and a notepad. Um, but we're actually in the moment of a conversation and that has been a little bit lost during these times as well. And as I say, I go back to that point of those certainly for a business like ours that is moving at such a rapid pace, for me just bumping into other members of the team and understanding what they're doing that doesn't relate to what I need to do in the moment really helps with your understanding of the and connectivity of the whole organisation. Then people will say to me, I'm seeing what we're doing on the brand here. Why are we talking about it this way? Could we talk about it that way? And therefore, it, it doesn't have to be a meeting. It can just be we're, we're in the same environment and therefore these ideas just, just seem to spark around. Yeah. The... Um... I was going to talk about it later, but you've mentioned it, so I'm going to talk about it now. That whole interaction over virtual channels is exactly what we're trying to enhance and bring back to the uh, the audio component of that being massively lacking. And yeah. for those of you tuning in on the pod, you'll be able to hear us with great clarity. You can probably hear us with great, great clarity because of the microphones we're using. On the pod, we will have enhanced the audio with the iris technology how, how before we dive into the specifics about the brand story around that how important do you think that is having lived it and led a creative team it's, over the last year it, it's critical so i can cast my mind back to several calls where there'd be a group of us talking about brand and marketing stuff from an iris perspective and one of the members of the group might be out on a walk which is, and, and actually that's a great thing. That, <laughs> that was had. usually me. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I wasn't going to name drop, but you know, that, that member of the group during that walk may go and get their coffee. And <laughs> therefore at that moment, even if they're not interacting necessarily on every element of the call, <laughs> yeah. at that moment, there's just a little bit of disruption that takes you away from what you're listening to. And I've got the ability, there's a lot happening in the office, there's people wandering around over there. There's a lot of noise, you know, just bits bubbling around. You can probably hear now Rob in the background. But you and I can still concentrate on each other, which you do lose a little bit in those moments because those disruptive noises, those background things. And let's face facts, we've become a lot more human this year. Previously, when we were on video calls from a work perspective, it was, you know, the kids don't come in, this doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. There's not the dog barking about you. You've tried to sanitize that environment as much as you can. Because we've done so many calls this year, I don't know what the stats are. You know, we need to we need to do a bit of research and dig into that to find out how much more time we're spending on these video calls. But kids have been at home this year, homeschooling. So naturally they're gonna come in, there's gonna be more noise in the background. Um, you know, dogs will bark. All that kind of stuff just takes away from you and I necessarily kind of listening to each other. It's a lot harder to block it out. And so yeah, therefore it is important to think about that element because a lot of these platforms are thought about lovely backdrops so you can you know i can look like i'm on a beach while i'm on a zoom call um and therefore i've got that lovely backdrop and the picture quality they're always trying to improve on that you know and assuming that you know i live out in the sticks so my internet's not great you know it gets a bit grainy at times 
but typically the the video quality is you know is something that has been invested in and, and they've done a great job of that we need to consider the other elements as well because you know yeah. the spoken word that you know the conversation we're having that understanding of that and the ability to focus concentrate on it is is critical to what is the fundamental communication yeah and it's where the yeah the body of the information that you're trying to trying to hear or convey is all in the words and you know all the all the song or whatever it is and you know it's lacking so that's what we're here to do to to flip to the you as the custodian of the of the iris brand we're building this what is essentially a b2b to c company yeah. and, a, and a brand around iris with listen well as our as our we want to promise. enable the world to listen well so that has to have global it's global it's, it's, it's massive yeah um it has to have global accessibility that sometimes is a challenge for us because to start with in a, in a lot of cases you're not you're not necessarily thinking about the quality of audio yeah. or what you're listening to and of course when we say listen well, we're not just talking about music you know because you can naturally kind of think is it about my my music what i'm listening to but it, it's beyond that it's the it's the eight seven hours of calls that you and i have both been on some days you know and, and actually the quality of audio on that and are you able to concentrate on it are you in that moment are you really zoned in on that or are you kind of just passive in Pass, the background and it's, the happening, word, it's happening around you um but yeah because as a brand we want to do that firstly you know we're not a b2c brand yes we obviously have b2c related products but fundamentally for us to do that we need to enable other people within the ecosystems to do that and there's a an interesting noise now that yeah, hopefully clarity will help us uh, uh, remove. But so what from, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the point about distractions, isn't it? But we can zone back into the conversation pretty quickly. Um, but so from, a, we should point out to yeah. people that this is a functioning office. Of course, we're not here in our multitudes because we're we're obeying Boris. But um, yeah, there's like work there's, going on in the background there's here. a lot going on yeah yeah and you know we have a very busy team i mean there's what probably about 20 of us that work collectively around the business yeah um and there's there's a lot to do but you know, just think about you know there's 20 of us at the moment trying to enable the world to listen well whatever type of audio is that's just just think about that for a second and then we have this i guess as a brand this challenge of well no one else is really doing it in mm. some areas there will be other people trying to approach similar problems and, and come up with solutions to that but no one else is really doing what we're doing on the scale we're doing it as well and that's what's really exciting about this brand um but it's challenging as well for us to tell the story um and that's where our content and brand over the next few months will start to evolve and develop and you know we're starting to work with some really interesting people i'm not going to say who at this point but you know we're, we're starting to work with some really interesting people to collaborate on content and get their take on our story and how we tell it to certain audiences but you know back to that point we've got a lot of people and I w again we'll tease everything there's a lot of people partnering with us at the moment and at the, those very early stages and all of a sudden you know our challenge is to make sure that iris is available to everybody so whether you're listening to music whether you are on a call with me or whether you are relaxing, whatever you're doing, want to make sure that you can do that in the best possible way. And, and people aren't necessarily tuned into the question around how good is the audio quality. I mean, we can talk about one just today. In fact, it, they 
tweeted about it, um, not tweeted, posted it on their Instagram about half an hour before we went live on this. And it's uh, and it just talks to, I think, ideally, the multitude of use cases that Iris can operate in. So Patina Hotels in the Maldives that launched their fantastic new location in uh, on the on the 18th of May, uh, which is, is that next week? 18th of May? Week after. Following week. Um, so we will be working with, with Patina and their team to uh, bring Iris technology into spaces within that wonderful, tranquil environment where audio, when you go into a spa or you know you have background music in a in a nice um, relaxing lounge or something like that, is always a component. But we haven't really thought about what the actual experience with that component is. So Iris is going to bring that to. Um, to locations in their in their Absolutely. hotel, and we'll be doing a podcast from there at some point as well. Well, I, <laughs> yes, guys, I didn't want to <laughs> drop too big a hint, but we we definitely need a, a team away day. Um, go to Maldives, and when I talk about team collaboration, that that sounds like a great location. <laughs> <laughs> I'd burn within about ten seconds. Um, the uh, so just an, an example of the flexibility of our technology, where it can be used. Uh, it isn't just headphones. And I think you know, that's the whole essence of the B2B2C strategy. We built headphones because we wanted the end consumer to understand and to hear the experience of Iris technology yeah. and the difference. And we built the app for a demo experience and all of the different content on our website. Um, but really our vision is to build out that ecosystem, as we call it, where you can listen well everywhere. Yeah. And we do that by shaping the sound of those partners, content, and platforms. Um, how difficult is it to tell that story on both those footings? I think we've probably evolved through it to understand the way in which we tell it to a business versus a consumer. It's, I think it's really difficult to tell that because also what are you, who are you talking to and what are you trying to tell them and which part of our story are we trying to tell at that point in time and, and for them to understand how actually that helps with what they're doing. So if you look at people that are creating their own content, how can they create the best quality content? You know, and we always come back to talking about the visual because that's always you know, a really good kind of comparison. But, you know, people are investing in how they improve the visual quality of the content, but actually the audio is equally as important from our perspective um, and from a human perspective. So depending on who we're talking to, it, it's, it's a very broad story to tell and actually our partners you know will help us tell that story as well in a way that's relevant to their let's call them use cases um but you know their solutions um and things like that so yeah it is uh, as i said before from a brand perspective we have a huge ambition but we also have a very restless team who are very tuned into that vision and actually are really passionate about it as well so we will get there, um, but we won't get there alone. So as I said, we're talking to other people who can help us with content creation. So whether it's the written word, you know, talking to bloggers, journalists, and actually what we're doing initially is just talking to those people and going, this is what we've got, come and have a listen to it. This is what we think it can do. You know, here's some of the science that sits behind it. And we, over the course of this year, we will talk more to that. But initially, you know, the first part is me just saying to you, Tom, you know, are you listening well? You know, is your audio consumption good or not? That's the first question I want to ask you before then I take you down a scientific route to go, actually, 
we believe this and here's how we back that up. So we're talking to a lot of people and, and firstly, we want to find out whether they like it and they enjoy it. Yeah. We don't want people to come and create content for us, whether it's coming in for podcasts, whether it's you know writing us some articles, whether it's engaging with their audience. That's authentic. We don't want people that just go, well, this is a paid thing, so I'm going to say this about it. In the same way, when we put them out to review, we ask people to be as, with the headphones, we ask them to be as critical as possible. And the reviews are great, but our start point is always, we don't want something that doesn't feel authentic. You have to take this, live with it, and then tell us your opinion on it. So we have, so, yeah, we've got some really great people waiting in the wings who've got some really interesting ways to tell our story as well. You know, and, and what we've come up with as marketing and brand team and within the Irish business is one way to tell that story. They're going to come out with so many subplots and different ways to explain it. It's, it's going to be really exciting to hear how it involves. Yeah. Talk about the team a little bit. Um, a couple of them are sitting behind the, the camera here so that we can embarrass them a little bit, but yeah, not yeah. visually. Um, you know, we've got very talented, energetic team, and I actually think it's a really lovely story in terms of how, particularly, you know, Nick and T um, became involved with the company um, because they started out as interns, and we gave them that opportunity to come and prove themselves, and they've both proven themselves and and are now full full members of the team. And we have to be nice to them because they they may have to edit some of this, so yeah, you know, we we do need to be kind to them. On yeah. that. Um, but no, I think you know from a from a marketing team as well, we are a we're a small startup, and that's sometimes the thing that the the outside world forgets about us is we are a small startup. And so you know we our whole strategy was let's bring in people that are passionate, creative, and want to learn and move at pace with the business. And these two guys have done a fantastic job on that, you know, and grow with the role and push us as much as we push them as well. Yeah. You know, and, and so when we come in for any of our planning and creative sessions, it's not us driving it. Those guys are actually driving us the other way. You know, and visually going, this is how we can, because there's different ways we need to tell the story. And you know, visually, how do we tell the story? How do we do it with our kind of video-based content? These kind of things as well, you know, Okay, yeah. You I mean it's to funny start story. doing this. Yeah. But they then said, Okay, well you want to start doing this. It, Let's do it properly. Yeah. Absolutely. It was always a funny story because the first week that we did this and we actually did it live and we were a bit delayed and we obviously had teething problems, but you know, there's there's anyone that is producing a podcast and knows anything about what they're doing with that, they will tell you and, and Rob McFarlane, who's also in the background, our our uh, director of music and audio will tell you that the thing to focus on is the is the audio rather than the visuals. But just this lasting image of the girls running out to a shop to buy a, a, a camera <laughs> because we we couldn't use the cameras that we had because they weren't working. So we just kind of hustled and ran down and turned, turned up like, you know, hot and sweating and assembled this rig ready for us to go live with our first uh, first yeah. episode and that's i guess startup hustle the culture the energy that we have and the passion behind storytelling this in the right way yeah and you know i think sometimes you've got to just go with the idea and in a year's time we'll look back at this and go you know we will have taken the production on to the next level yeah we'll have um, 4k cameras i mean these two things are like i i didn't know you could buy a camera this cheap if i'm honest and yeah. I mean, you're in in some resolution level that's it's probably good that the resolution is It is at the moment, especially when we need more, more <laughs> better haircuts and things like that. Um, but, you know, I think we'll look back at that and then, and it's the same with us telling the story, you know, we're our own biggest critics on how we bring the brand to the world and, but we can't sit around trying to perfect it. So we will get some things wrong, 
will then change the way we articulate things. But we learn with that. But the interesting thing as well is that through the storytelling of, and these guys who have been really close and you know, my background and passion is in customer experience and brands that deliver incredible customer experiences are the, are the, are the ones that I really enjoy working with. And from the outset, we've been very customer focused, you know, and, and certainly when we talk about the headphones, these guys have heard from anybody and everybody that wants to tell us something about the headphones and engage with that. But that helps us evolve, improve, and just change the way we describe things and explain things as well, you know, and certain elements with the headphones where we went, well, we're describing it this way. And we, I just assumed you'd, someone goes, how do I do this? We go, okay, right, we need to handhold through that bit of the process as well. So, yeah, we have um, a great team here, you know, which is a hybrid team as well. So we have some people that work here, and then we, we obviously tap into external expertise as well. But, you know, the, the core of the team working out of Iris is the people that everything you see, they've, they have touched, they have created with a lot of love as well, and, you know, and, and yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of late nights perfecting things because um, especially those two people to there, just there are the biggest perfectionists you can imagine. Yes. And there's times where we're going, let's just see it, but we're not allowed to see it until it's ready for us. And that sometimes <laughs> can be a challenge. It is a bit frustrating. Um, <laughs> I like to be involved, roll the sleeves up, but yeah, no, there, there, there is that perfectionism there. Um, I think the other person to shout out in this, you talk about customer experience, is Janie um, Pooks, yeah. who is the coalface to the customer um, with the rapid turnaround on queries. And I think not just the interaction with the customer, but actually listening and taking that feedback she into... She holds the whole business to task on that. So, you know, yeah. with brands, the, people often talk about the voice of the customer program where people put in these programs and try and survey and understand what people's perspectives are. We have our own voice of the customer and that is within the marketing and customer, you know, customer care team. Um, and, but that holds the rest of the, the business to task, whether it is you know, anybody in the business, if there's a piece of customer feedback, she will make sure that the right people know about that because ultimately that's how we do what we want to do is which is create an amazing experience with any touch point you have with Iris, be it directly through us, be it with one of our partners. We want to make sure that's really perfect for you because you're going to be an advocate at it and you're going to probably then go to other people and say, are you listening well? What is the quality of audio that you're listening to, Tom? Yeah, no, it's a key. It's a and key people point. Will, you know, the people in the community will start to understand it, experience it, and then help us obviously spread the word because there's only so much we can do in any given day and week and month and year. Whereas actually when people do get hold of these things, we've seen it with the headphone product. That's a perfect example of someone that may be a bit skeptical gets headphones and then goes, these are great and recommends two or three other people to get the headphones. Yeah, I mean, recommendation channels and, and affiliates and so forth are definitely the, the strongest source because they're the cheapest way to bring a new customer in. But it's the most we genuine as well. It, and the most it genuine, the most yeah. genuine. Yeah, they're the people that really buy into what you're doing. Um, and our customers that have got the, the headphones currently, uh, you know, they, they're a big source of energy for us in terms of their words, their reviews. Yeah, we're not always going to get it right. But I think the companies that stand out and you talk about that great CX are the ones that actually show that they iterate based on the feedback that yeah, they get. exactly. You've got to listen and then move forwards with that rather than kind of, close your ears to it and say, no, no, we've got this right. You, yeah. know, you, ha you have to know when you've got it wrong. And I say that from a brand perspective. I know we've got some great content coming out, 
some of it's really going to resonate and other bits will go, okay, we didn't quite, people didn't quite understand what we were trying to say with that or didn't quite grasp onto this. So yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. You know, I think keep an eye on a lot of our channels because it's going to be a really interesting three to six months in terms of seeing some of the stuff that's waiting in the wings visually, but also how we tell that story and see how other people then pick up on that and they start to tell it as well because that'll allow us to explain it in because i say it is a very lofty vision that we have and it can span so broad that you know we have to find a way that is relevant to people on an individual basis talk about that storytelling thing um because i think that is crucial and last year when we ran the headphones campaign the whole concept was about find your flow we story told that through uh, through different profiles, Nick Hill, Lauren White, um, Carl Loco, etc., And that notion that anybody can be their best when they find their flow and that all we're doing is augmenting an experience and a touch point that they have every day, probably for multiple hours with a sensory input, which they probably didn't think was so influential, I suppose, on their lives. Well, we all have, quite often when we look at these things, you look at athletes and people that are top of their game and, and is that always accessible to you? You and I, you know, guys, middle-aged guys, you know, who are probably not at our athletic peak. But, you know, when you talk about those things quite often. <laughs> oh, dear. It's fair. It's That's fair. so true. Um, but but when you look at that, but actually, you know, um, in our daily lives, there's certain things where we need to really tap into that, whether I'm working on a creative project, whether you are very deep in spreadsheets, which we all know that you absolutely love. <laughs> but we have to, through that Find Your Flow campaign, it was about getting real people telling their story of it rather than us going, that is the story you have to hear of it. And that will continue this year. Yes. We will partner with more people, but also we will see you know, the Iris community, certainly on social media, them telling us how they do it as well and actually how things have been impacted. We've already seen it in terms of people going, I heard this detail in a song that, you know, I've listened to thousands of times and heard it for the first time you know, and falling back in love with music. But it's beyond that as well. And, you know, whether it is you working in a commercial role going, do you know, actually I've been more efficient today. I've got my work completed more efficiently because actually the calls I was on really zoned in on those. Yeah. I've absorbed the key information and, and done that. Or actually, if when you get back to the commute, on the way home, I am listening to a podcast and I've absorbed the information from the podcast or I'm listening to my music and just relaxing yes. in my commute. Just doing all those elements at the best level that you can do is something we, we obviously want to do. And the Find Your Flow campaign helps to make that personally relevant and we want to work with as many people as possible to make sure that personal relevance will resonate with as many people as possible i mean it sounds cheesy but in a way i actually encourage people to get in touch and tell us their personal stories Absolutely. and if they're willing to share them and even you know come in and speak to us about their 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 lives and their story their personal narrative nothing would make me happier than someone getting in touch and saying they want to come and sit in this seat and just have a chat with you about they that. can chat to someone. I, I mean, I, I, it doesn't always have to be. We can get you a new shirt. It's fine. It, it, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Someone's actually put, you, you've made that comment about the, um, we're not at the peak of our physical fitness anymore. Apparently not fashion either, because literally the only question that we've had in here is um, from Treaders, um, who said the irony of Tom giving out fashion advice uh, <laughs> is not lost on him. Hashtag only denim. Uh, thanks for that, mate. Um, 
I think uh, that, yeah, that dual nature of everyday stories of flow and then mixing that in with different angles. And of course, there is no angle that's at the very polar opposite of, you know, doing a spreadsheet than driving a Formula One car around a track at 200 miles an hour. Um, Red Bull racing in Barcelona this weekend, fast and ready these races are coming now, aren't they? We raced last weekend and I think it's really exciting season, isn't it? Um, It's unbelievable. And, you know, obviously I think it was second last time out. Uh, so hopefully maybe yeah, one more step up on the podium. But yeah, it, it is a very exciting season. But I think that partnership talks to the, the breadth and depth of what we're doing as well. And we, we do have, this is a teaser, we do have something very exciting coming up from a podcast perspective. Yes. Um, but I'm not going to say any more about that. But I think what we want to do certainly with that as well is is go deeper into some of the broader things we're doing there. It's not just about um, the drivers. It, it, I think that's the key thing around the storytelling that Absolutely. we're going to be doing with the team. And we're really grateful for the, for the access that we're going to get to some, to some angles of the story of what it takes to put a team on track that's beyond just the drivers. One of my favorite things, I saw it the other day, watched it again, was last year, was it in Hungary, where they repaired the car in, what was it, 22 minutes or something like yeah. that on the grid. Um, and I just like, watch it. Just in watching fr- that team... Go to work. Work collectively car. was quite incredible. And the car, the calmness of the um, Jonathan Wheatley uh, on the on the comms, who's the race director, he was so calm throughout, saying things like, "You've got two minutes until we need to be off the grid," and they're like fixing a car yeah. ready to race around a track at two hundred miles an hour, and that and no one's in anybody's way. Yeah, the, the the synchronicity of something that was unplanned as well is quite incredible. Because yeah. it's it, you know you look at doing the pit stops; those guys are the best Sub in the world. Sub two right? seconds every week. But you can practice that same task over and over again. The interesting thing is watching that team in a collective flow state, all working on something they couldn't have pre-planned. They couldn't have pre-planned. We need to do this in whatever it was, twenty-two minutes, with someone going. You got two minutes to get it, get out of the way. It was actually the quickest that they'd ever done it as well. They'd never done it that quick. So for that, yeah, you're right. You've got to get those neurons firing in a completely different way than you were planning to, get that car stripped down and fixed again. Especially because you're already thinking that you're, you're already on another task somewhere else probably. Yeah. Or you're preparing for another task somewhere else. So you've got to drop that, get there. And as I say, if you just watch that footage, the bit that's fascinating for me is no one gets in anybody's way. They all just, you know, it's, it's like a very impressive dance. I think the other thing... They're not doing it in the garage. They're doing it in a location where they probably didn't have the tools, definitely didn't have the parts there. So they're ferrying parts from the garage over to the grid. It's, it's unbelievable. I would encourage everybody to go and, and find the video um, on YouTube and just watch, that, watch a team in synchronicity and in the epitome of flow state. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the race this weekend. Like you say, it's more. It, this is an exciting season because there's... Different drivers, different cars that could win it any given week. Um, Ferrari are coming back, McLaren are doing well. And Red Bull are really, you know, up there and showing Mercedes that they're yeah, going to have to I fight think, for the... I think Mercedes are probably the least relaxed they've been going you know, going into a season in the first few races yeah. of the season. You know, it, usually they start very strong and obviously we see Red Bull catch up throughout the season. It's nice, actually, that Red Bull are right there at the front pushing them every step of the way. And, you know, 
two very competitive cars this year as well, which is which is great. And obviously, you know, Max is is driving superbly well, and I'm, I'm sure Lewis is. If he is in the front, he's looking in his wing mirrors a lot more than he was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, before he probably didn't even have the... He, he just had that <laughs> protective film still over. I don't need those wing mirrors. Don't need those. Um, now he definitely needs them. Um, Sai, thanks for doing this today. Great to chat. Great to see you as always. And um, really appreciate you being on this and telling the brand side of the story. Um, yeah, and we will we'll come back on and do more of these, um, you know, and especially as we start to do more of the content creation and get stuff out there. Um, yeah. And we'll chat through the feedback we're getting from people as well and encourage more of yeah. that. So keep it coming. Awesome. Thanks, Si. See you next time. <laughs>